When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As always, Tyler Hunt here covering everything Wisconsin Athletics. I do want to apologize if I sound like I'm a little bit on my deathbed for this episode. That is because my seasonal allergies are out of control and uh, it is uh, hard days out here. So a Jordan flu game for me um, in regards to this episode, but I think that's a little bit okay. Hopefully I'll recover by next week because this week, this game, frankly for the Badgers, should be one that is kept pretty well in hand from the jump against New Mexico State, which is also the reason why I'm flying solo on this episode, because frankly, this game should be one that Wisconsin has under control and hopefully gets things right after last week's debacle that was the Washington State contest. So thank you guys for listening. We'll probably keep this one a little bit more brief because this game, like I said multiple times, should be uh, well in hand for the Badgers, but they still have to play it and it still should be exciting to see if Wisconsin can kind of get some things right that went wrong last week, build some confidence before heading to Columbus next week to take on Ohio State. So this game really comes at a great time for Wisconsin to kind of work out some frustrations overall in this contest to get some things back on track that, that kind of got sidetracked after a positive week one. So kind of getting into it overall, Wisconsin, of course, comes into the game one and one, lost Washington State last week. Mexico State comes into this game 0-3. They lost their season opener in week zero to Nevada. Lost again to Minnesota uh, in week one, 38 to nothing, and then lost last week in a little bit tighter of a game, a rivalry game with UTEP 20 to 13. So steady improvement from what they have had the first couple weeks last week against UTEP, which I think is a, a solid football team, but still New Mexico State, a team that just frankly isn't very good. Um, new head coach Jerry Kill, of course, took over this program this year. If you recognize that name, it's because Jerry Kill was a former uh, head coach at Minnesota for years. Wisconsin had a tremendous amount of success against Jerry Kill and that era of the Gophers. So you probably recognize them, that name um, in regards to Wisconsin, just really kind of putting a beat down on them. So Kill very familiar with what the Badgers will want to do. The Badgers very familiar on what Kill likely wants to do. And so far for New Mexico State, things just have not gone well, frankly, on either side of the ball, but especially offensively. Um, Right now, the uh, New Mexico State Aggies rank 130th out of 131 teams in total offense, right above the Iowa Hawkeyes, which is just really funny to see um, heading into uh, this Week 3 contest. But for Wisconsin, um, need to get some things better. We'll get into that here in just a minute. We'll start with how the offense is looking to attack this New Mexico State defense because this is the better side of the ball for them in regards to 
what they do somewhat well. Frankly, this New Mexico State team doesn't really do anything all that well. They are very poor total offense, total defense. They rank actually 58th, which is better, but it's kind of skewed because they've been really good against the pass, but that's also because no teams have had to pass on them because they're so poor against the run. Um, 112th ranked rush defense for the Aggies and teams, frankly, have not had to take to the air against this team because they can kind of pick up whatever they want offensively. So early in the season, if, you, if you're someone that takes a look at stats or advanced stats like I do for, for betting purposes, a little bit skewed for them. You kind of have to trust what you see from this team. And really, it's it's not much um, on that side of the football, despite many people thinking this New Mexico State team under Jerry Kill was going to take a step forward a little bit from where they've been in the past few years, just has not been the quite, case quite yet. So as I just mentioned, the defense, a little bit of a struggle for them on that side of the ball, especially against the run, better against the pass, but they just frankly haven't had to face all that many passing attacks when you can run so successfully on them. So Wisconsin coming off a game that, frankly, they did not run the ball super well. The offensive line did not get a great amount of push. Holes were not open at times, and, and I think you also looked at the Wisconsin run game. Even when they were Starting to open, it felt like Braylon Allen was a bit hesitant and not really trusting that the hole was there and, and kind of trusting of his offensive line. And that's really something I've noticed for the first two weeks, even going back to the Illinois State game. He seemed a bit hesitant in his running style. He had a few longer runs in the second half, but unfortunately they were brought back due to penalties. But that, that's been something that stood out to me and, and some others that I've seen that it seems like there's a little bit of hesitation in his running style. And hopefully this week, this offensive line can get those holes open so he can trust what he's looking to break through and not trying to, to make plays um, and create and, and find space that, that maybe isn't there. So how this offense is going to attack for Wisconsin, I think it's pretty straightforward. You're going to go out there and you've got to really establish the run against a very poor run defense. Wisconsin should line it up, run the ball, get this offensive line some confidence and try to get this run game going to where, frankly, it should be and the expectations that people have. For this rushing offense because in the passing game I think this offense right now in terms of throwing the football and just that side of the offense feels probably as confident as they've had in, in years past I think Graham Mertz has played back-to-back -back weeks of really solid football games we said you know you can't read too much into it against Illinois State but he came out against Washington State and frankly I thought he was the best player on the field on either side and I think Wisconsin and the coaching staff somewhat let him down by not letting him go out and, and try and win you that game because that was the you know the second the first half things were open he was pushing the ball down the field he had Keontes Lewis for a couple he had a couple that were dropped by Marcus Allen Chimray DK so there were times where I think Graham Mertz even played better than his numbers show last week so I think confidence in the passing game as at an all-time high it was just in the second half it seemed like the offense and the play calling got uber conservative to try and win this game by running the ball when, frankly, the offense was looking best by passing the ball. So I think you're still going to take to the air plenty of times, make sure that confidence keeps high. But I think Graham Mertz is playing some of the best football that we've seen from him in back-to-back -back games. And again, one game was an FCS opponent. One game was a pretty, actually, I think, a pretty good defense in Washington State after we see what we saw. So I think you feel good about where you're at there. And you'll probably you know, want to keep that confidence going, but you really need to focus on getting that other face of the offense playing up to the standard that they expect and, and what many of us expect coming into the season. So I fully expect Wisconsin to 
get that run game going, get the offensive line some confidence, get Braylon Allen some confidence. He'll probably, once he gets through there and, and busts a few runs, the offense will feel a lot better than what it was. But again, it has to be replicated again next week. But you have to take it one week at a time, get your feet under you, and then hopefully you go into Columbus feeling a little bit better about what you saw from the run game, and then you can build on that throughout practice the following week before taking on uh, Ohio State in that contest. So I think offensively, it's going to be a ground and pound attack. It's going to be trying to get that group going, get some confidence built. And then also, I, I think when you look at it, you do have a game against Ohio State. You get into Big Ten play next week. So you're likely going to be some, somewhat conservative, I think, in this game, similar to what we saw against Illinois State. The offense was kind of bland, and frankly, it was still kind of bland against Washington State, which is probably a bigger concern because that was a competitive football game. But I think this week you're looking at it and saying, okay, we're not going to put anything crazy on tape this week because it's a team that, that should be able to be handled by Wisconsin you know, pretty well and, and be been put away early. So I expect Wisconsin to keep things bland, get in, get out, get a victory, and, and hopefully you have a lead that's very comfortable, you feel good about heading into halftime and into the third quarter, and then you can get some of these guys some rest because you have to build confidence on the offensive line, but you also don't need these guys out there playing deep into the fourth quarter when you have Ohio State on deck. You want to get into this game, get out, avoid injury, and move on to the next phase. So it's kind of a delicate balance where you want to get the offense going, get some confidence built up, but also trying not to have these guys being being played too late in the contest and try to avoid injury. So I think that's what we'll be watching for offensively, but I fully expect a, a heavy ground attack for Wisconsin. Get that ship righted and, and get this offense playing with some more confidence as they head to Columbus next week. On the defensive side of the ball, really, I think it's going to be a situation where Wisconsin can kind of do whatever they want on the defensive side. They played they played really well throughout two weeks. They did enough to win that game last week, and I think they'll be able to kind of completely flex their muscle against this New Mexico State offense. As I mentioned, New Mexico State on the offensive side of the ball, 130 out of 131 in total offense, really struggling to find any sort of consistency in the run game. They've switched through two different quarterbacks throughout the first three weeks. I truly don't know. In watching some uh, tape of Jerry Kill in the media, it does not sound like he has any idea which guy he's going to go with to start this Wisconsin contest. But you'll likely see two different quarterbacks just trying to get some rhythm um, built up in that offense because either one has played all that well. Both both quarterbacks for New Mexico State and Gavin Franks and Diego Pavia is how I believe you say his name. Both have three interceptions on the season and both completing under 50% of their passes with Pavia um, completing just 40%. So both are struggling to move the football. The run game isn't necessarily helping them. Um, they've, you know, both their quarter, you know, <laughs> Pavia is their leading rusher who plays the quarterback position. So you're not really getting a lot from your run game. You're not really getting anything from your pass game and things are just not clicking for this offense of New Mexico state. So the defense, how do I think they'll attack? Will they do anything special? I, I don't think so. I think they'll come out, just play their game, play their assignment and, and likely shut everything down for, uh, New Mexico state in this contest. Probably will force some turnovers. That's something that New Mexico State has been very turnover prone um, these first few weeks. Six interceptions already. So I and this Wisconsin defense seems to be very good, and it was much better this past week in the secondary of being around the football, making plays. So I would not be surprised at all if you see a couple turnovers that go in the Badgers' favor. 
Um, and, and they should be able to sort of flex their muscle and continue to build on um, this defense. So similar to the offense, I think what you're going to look for this defense is try to get some guys in and get some guys out. Um, you you want to be able to feel confident about the group you're going to be going to Ohio State with. It's essentially a tune-up for next week. That's why they put this game on the schedule. Granted, it was scheduled years ago, but New Mexico State is a football program that has been pretty poor for a long time. So putting this game right in front of Ohio State is there's a reason for that and it's a tune-up to get everything ready to go before you play Ohio State you don't play preseason games in college football this is what those kind of are to serve you to get you ready before a big contest and still you know keep your guys in rhythm throughout the week so Wisconsin on the defensive side I think going to try and get some guys in maybe try and build some depth maybe look for the defense to play a little bit deeper into their depth chart um, you know, we've seen a lot of guys, especially in the secondary with Hunter Wohler down. You've seen a lot from Kamoy Latou. You've seen some Preston Zachman, some John Torchio in the safety room. The cornerback room has gone a little bit deeper. We, dip deeper. we saw Max Lofi last week and had a nice interception. He played a lot in that Illinois State contest. So I think you're going to see, you know, guys in the secondary, guys maybe in the linebacker room. We haven't seen a ton of the other inside linebackers. It's mostly Ben Jordan Turner and Muma and Jung Mehta and that's for a reason. They both have played really well throughout the first two weeks, but maybe you see some more flashes of Tatum Grass and some of those other inside linebackers, and maybe you get somebody else out there outside of Nick Herbig who's played really well. He's a guy that you have to have healthy and ready to go when you head to Ohio State, so if they can get a lead that they feel comfortable with and get him on the sidelines and not playing throughout the rest of the contest, that's a win for Wisconsin because he's shown that you know he's ready to go. He's in midseason form with the way he's playing. So I expect to see a little bit deeper um, into the roster in terms of guys playing, and I think that should be considered a good thing when you look at this contest. Should be one that Wisconsin can can kind of just flex their muscle on both sides of the ball and get some guys uh, out and hopefully healthy because next week, you're, like I said, we've, it's, it's kind of a, a point that I continue harping on, but you have that Ohio State game on deck. You need to be fully 110% healthy going into that contest, including uh, hopefully uh, a guy like Hunter Waller coming back for that game, although the secondary and Kamoy two I think looked a lot better um, this past week and um, I think made a nice next step on the defensive side of the ball. After a week, in, you know, after a week that frankly they struggled a little bit um, in that Illinois State contest in terms of coverage. So I think the defense looks just as solid as they have. They didn't play a perfect game last week, but they did enough to win um, that football game. And, and they frankly, they should have won that football game. It wasn't for self-inflicted mistakes throughout the entirety of the offense. So, But we've talked about that in the last episode. We don't need to dig up uh, what is that Washington State contest. So I think that will be kind of the main game plan for the defense. Flex your muscles, get your guys out, and, and move on to week four. That transitions us over to the matchup to watch in this contest. And frankly, I think we've already kind of talked about it, but the matchup you have to watch in this game is going to be the Wisconsin offensive line against this New Mexico State defense. Because as I mentioned, the total defense numbers, they do rank 58. So that's great for them. That's a positive that you can build on if you're a program like with Jerry Kill trying to build towards something. So far, it's been rough against the run, and Wisconsin likely has heard and heard the rumblings of people in the media and people criticizing the offensive line and are going to come out and hopefully try to establish the dominance that we expected from, to see from them this season. You know, this offensive line, you know, with the players that they have, 
along the line, especially on the left side. I know the right side's a little bit more of a work in progress with Furtney. And then last week it was Smallman and it's been Logan Brown in there as well. Those guys are all highly talented players. So you have a certain expectation that you see from them. And, and they didn't meet those expectations against Washington State. So I do expect Wisconsin to really, that'll be the focal point for the team is establishing that run game, try to get some things right. And it'll likely be a focal point for the fans as that's what you're going to be watching for. Because everyone in that stadium, um, I was at the game last weekend at Camp Randall, everyone was kind of looking around, scratching their head saying, man, what is going on with this offensive line? They're not playing up to what we expected them to be. The run game just doesn't look like it's there quite yet. And they need to be better. If we're going to continue this offense of going at and establishing the run, which I think is the right approach, you have to have an offensive line that plays better than they did last week. And if they don't, it's going to be a, a long season for the Badgers here. So I think that's the matchup to watch for is how this offensive line responds. Frankly, Wisconsin could likely come out and do whatever they want in this game and win it. It's just a matter of what you want to do to build confidence to get your guys going. And I think the group that lacks, not necessarily lacks confidence, but needs to be built up in terms of the way they've played so far is the offensive line. So I think it's going to be a ground-heavy approach there. The other thing I, I would like to see a little bit, and maybe we won't see it this week, is if they go to their bland um, game plan, is some play-action passing. Um, if you're going to just try and save that until week four against Ohio State, I can understand that. But last week, it was so clearly obvious, and, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm an expert, but Washington State was having eight guys in the box consistently taking away that run, and Wisconsin just kept going outside, off zone, uh, off side, running off the left side of the tackle and trying to get some things going in the running game, and it wasn't there. So just simply faking a handoff and putting out, pulling out a play-action pass is something that I would love to see, but with the, the bland game plan, we might not. But that's something to certainly watch for in terms of a matchup, see if Wisconsin continue to try and push the ball down the field, hit some big plays like they did last week. Keontes Lewis in the wide receiver room looked like he had a good connection with Graham Mertz on some of those deep balls. So we'll see if that can be established once again um, in this Week 3 contest. In terms of players that we'll be talking about come Sunday in this game, I do think it's a fairly obvious answer. I think if you're going to focus on a run-heavy attack, that uh, Braylon Allen is going to be the guy you'll be talking about. But hopefully you're not talking about him for too long because hopefully this game is under wraps and Allen is on the sidelines and getting ready to go for next week. So maybe it's uh, another guy. Maybe it's Isaac Arendo who has a nice game. Maybe it's Ches Malusi who kind of gets going after a couple couple games where you maybe felt you were going to see a little bit more from him. Maybe we get a little glimpse of Julius Davis at that uh, fourth running back spot. So I think it's going to be the run game. Any one of the running backs could have a really solid game, and I would expect probably a couple of them um, to have good games. If, if you're going to focus in on the run and establish that run and get some confidence going throughout that side of the offense, those are going to be the guys that you're putting up big numbers. So I'll say them offensively. And then defensively, I, I think, frankly, it could be whoever you want to pick. Um, this team is not very good in any phase of the offense in New Mexico State. And the Badgers defense is just so dominant. Um, you can pick anyone in the secondary, likely going to record some interceptions. Nick Herbig is, is likely going to record some sacks. I'd like to see one of those other outside linebackers be a guy that you're talking about with some confidence, whether it's a CJ Getz, a Daryl Peterson, someone else off the edge that brings a little bit of pressure would be nice to see. So that's kind of the player I'll be watching for and kind of hoping 
to be a player that we're talking about. But generally, this defense is likely going to have a field day, and, and any one of them could, could make plays and, and be a lot of the chatter come Sunday morning. I think uh, to throw a little wild card into that, in terms of players we'll be talking about, I'm hoping that we can talk about Vito Calruso, Wisconsin's kicker, with a little bit more confidence than what we are we talked about him this past week. So I think if there's a situation where Wisconsin has a drive that, uh, on offense that stalls out a little bit and they can attempt a field goal to get his confidence up, I think that's going to be huge. Because, you're again, I hate to harp on the same exact point over and over again, but with this being a tune-up game going to Ohio State, you have to see what you have in the kicker room. And if, if it's not Vito Calruso kicking field goals, you've got to get either Nate Van Zels, the, the redshirt freshman, backup kicker, some opportunities, and, and see if you can get some confidence going. Because, frankly, when you're traveling to Columbus, you have to either feel confident about a kicker from a certain yardage in, or you need to just scrap the kicking game altogether and say, unless it's a situation where, where there's, we feel there's no way we can pick up a first down, we're going to go for it. So... That's maybe an interesting one to watch for and, and might be a player that we're talking about, whether even in a more positive light, if he comes in and can put some kicks through. And I'm not saying he's going to have to make 51 yarders for us to feel better about it, but to have maybe 30 yard and in, you know, have something that you can go to Columbus and feel comfortable with in the kicking game, or maybe he comes out and he gets a couple opportunities to kick and he shanks them as bad, frankly, as he did this past week. I know there was a couple... Uh, kicks against that Washington State game where it frankly neither was close and if that's going to be the case in the kicking game you need to likely go into this game in Columbus and say okay we, we just don't have a kicker other than maybe extra points and and you go and you run them out for those and otherwise 25 yards and, and out you're 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 going for it and, and pushing the ball down the field that's fine with me I just wish I want Wisconsin to have an established feeling going into that game of where they're at in the kicking game and frankly the rest of the special teams because that side we knew it was probably going to be a bad area of Wisconsin football it has been for years it was bad against Washington State the kick coverage was atrocious and really flipped that second half for Washington State to have a 73 yard kick return to open open that second half really put a damper on the momentum that Wisconsin kind of built going into halftime then Washington State moved the ball really well shortly after and, and put put up points. So I think that's going to be an entire phase to watch for um, in, in this game. But the kicking game is likely the one that gets the bigger focal point. Although punt return wasn't pretty in itself. Dean Ingram back there, there was one that I, I thought it hit someone and that he decided uh, to chase it down late. So that whole area is going to have to be better because, again, to harp on that same point, you're going to Ohio State next week. You have to have everything buttoned up, and so far the special teams has looked far from buttoned up in terms of what they're producing on the field. So that will be a little added wild card area of matchup to watch, thing to watch, and player to watch is that special teams unit that looked so piss poor this past week. To finish this game preview out before getting into some Big Ten predictions, we'll get a score prediction from myself in regards to this game. I think this one is going to be a game that Wisconsin – Puts, puts them things together early and puts it away early and gets in and gets out. I've talked about it the entire episode. That's the way I think Wisconsin's going to approach us. I think they'll be able to do so. Everything you look at in terms of numbers for New, New Mexico State, it's not a very good football team. It's one of the worst uh, for my gambling and sports betting power ratings. I had them ranked as the 130th team out of 131. 
So I think they're one of the two worst teams in the country, uh, just ahead of Florida International. So this team is not very good. Um, one could argue an FCS team like Illinois State could almost be better than um, this New Mexico State team. It, it's that bad um, for the Aggies and the Cruz New Mexico there. So I think this one should be one that Wisconsin puts away. And I don't expect really New Mexico State, based on what we've seen from their offense, to put up any points. So when you look at this game, from a betting perspective, the over-under is at 46. I think Wisconsin could score 45, and New Mexico State might likely won't score any. They're averaging 8.33 points per game so far this season. So there's nothing to make you think that going into this game that New Mexico State's going to right the ship offensively. So um, for betting's sake, I do really like this under because I don't think they're going to score. And I think from Wisconsin, that get-in, get-out factor um, will likely kind of take their foot off the gas. Uh, a little bit and try and run essentially run clock and, and get this game over with so in terms of score prediction week two Minnesota beat New Mexico State 38 to nothing I'm going to go with that again here I think it'll be a similar game similar styles between Wisconsin and Minnesota I think the Badgers come out put up 35 38 points uh, pitch a shutout and, and get out of this game so that's where I'll go for a score prediction 38 nothing. Wisconsin gets a nice win, hopefully get some things corrected, get some things cleaned up, and then they get ready to head to Columbus to take on Ohio State. Finish the episode up now with our Big Ten picks. An interesting slate for most of the conference. Um, some intriguing non-conference matchups here. We'll start finishing things now out here in the episode with our Big Ten predictions. Interesting slate of Big Ten games in the non-conference here. We'll start with 11 a.m. on Fox, Oklahoma, traveling to Nebraska. Intriguing game coming into the season, a little bit maybe more intrigue in a different way this season with uh, Scott Frost now being fired at Nebraska after their 1-2 start. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Nebraska can kind of keep this game close in terms of the 11-point spread. Kind of a fired coach, rah-rah spot for the roster. Ultimately, I do think Oklahoma wins this game. Nebraska continues to their downward spiral. Uh, other 11 a.m. game on Big Ten Network, Western Kentucky traveling to Indiana. Against the spread, I think Western Kentucky is a very um, live underdog here. Indiana, I could certainly see falling in this game. They're just they're two and zero, but things have not looked pretty there. And I think once you get into Big Ten play, you'll really start to see some decline for this Hoosier team. I'll say that they squeak one out, but uh, I could really see this one going either way. And six and a half points, if you're a betting person for Western Kentucky, looks very advantageous. Purdue, Syracuse, the other eleven a.m. game on ESPN two. I like the cues here. Purdue's run defense has looked uh, best defined as a little iffy so far this season. Syracuse, a very run-heavy team with Sean Tucker. I think the cues find a way to win this one in the Carrier Dome against a Purdue defense that is just kind of struggling to find their footing. 11 a.m. ABC. We've got UConn traveling to Michigan. Should not be a game at all. 47.5 point spread for the Wolverines. We'll see how they fare in that one, but should be one that's put together relatively early uh, for the Wolverines. Uh, Northwestern plays host to Southern Illinois FCS contest. They should handle that one fairly easily. 2-0 Rutgers traveling to Temple. Temple, one of the worst Power 5 teams in the country. Rutgers looked a little bit better than I expected. I did not think them to be all that good, but they should handle business here and move to 3-0, which is not something you often hear from the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Moving on down the list to the 2:30 slate of games. Now you've got Penn State, CBS, uh, traveling to Auburn in a really interesting contest. It was a really cool game last year at Happy Valley. Should be another interesting one here. Both teams coming in 2-0. Uh, 
I like the Nittany Lions to find a way to win here, but I could see Auburn, you know, surprising many people. But I do think Sean Clifford and this Penn State offense and has looked pretty good throughout the course of this season. I think they're a lot better. They're better than I think what uh, they get credit for. And I think they make a way to find a way to make a statement and prove um, that they belong as one of the top teams in the country so far this season to move to 3-0. and The really impressive road win at Jordan-Hare. Moving down the list now, Colorado traveling to Minnesota. Cool game on paper, but this Buffalo team, frankly, um, the Buffaloes stink um, and should not um, be in this game for, for very long. Minnesota, who's played really well through over the course of their first two games, should handle this one with relative ease. A really interesting one when you get into the night slates. Four interesting night games. We'll start with uh, the Nevada-Iowa game get that one out of the way. I do think the Hawkeyes uh, handle this game, um, come out with a victory. And if you read my betting column, you'll see that Iowa is actually one of my bets for this week as they are, I'm going to lay the points with the Hawkeyes, minus 23. Yes, Nevada is that bad. One of the teams that did beat New Mexico State um, you know, earlier in this season, they're not a very good football team. And I think Iowa will find a way to get things right. As you get into the night slate, really three interesting games here. Um, Toledo traveling to Ohio State. I'll be interested to see how tight this game you know, remains. I don't think I do think Toledo is a very good MAC team, and should I, I pick them to win the MAC, I bet them to win the MAC. So I think they're a very solid team in that conference. Can they hang around with Ohio State? Most likely not, but really would be a fun one to see. And and I'm sure Toledo will be up this game up for this game, traveling to Columbus. You know, a lot of these guys in the roster, if they're from the Ohio area, you grow up wanting to play for Ohio State. If you don't get that offer, maybe a little hungry. Um, to, to prove themselves in this game, but ultimately the talent will win out for Ohio State. But really a, a cool in-state contest to see these two teams playing. 6.30 on ABC, you've got the Washington Huskies playing host to Michigan State. I've gone back and forth on this one. I, I do think that you're going to see the Huskies finish this one with a win. I think Michigan State, I, I've got to trust the numbers here. The numbers do say uh, Michigan State as uh, actually a slight favorite in, in my projections, but I think Washington at home just feels like a game that they can find a way to squeak out. And Michigan State, I just am not as high as many people are on them in this contest. So I, I think the Huskies will find a way to win here in that contest. Finishing things out, 6.30 on Fox Sports 1. SMU traveling to Maryland. Um, two and a half point spread there. Over under of 74. I kind of like SMU in this contest. I, I think SMU has looked really good. Now, granted, they, they played North Texas, which is a game that they, they should have won handily, um, and, and then they played an FCS school, so we haven't really seen a huge test, but I think Tanner Mordecai at quarterback is, is better than what Tulia Tagovailoa has looked like so far. I think his Maryland defense has really kind of struggled so far, so I'll go ahead and take the, uh, the Mustangs in this contest. Over under 74, this game could be a track meet really back and forth, which would be a lot of fun to watch in that 630 slate, but uh, I am going to finish it with two upsets out of conference for SMU and for Washington in that Michigan State contest. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. We'll, of course, be back later earlier next week to uh, wrap up this New Mexico State contest. Should be one that you can put away early. Then we'll turn the page to Ohio State. We'll certainly have a guest for the Ohio State preview episode to get you caught up on everything from the Buckeyes. So getting into conference play next week will be a lot of fun. We'll get to see... Um, some of these Big Ten teams, frankly, face their first test. Um, uh, a lot of them have played Michigan's, the, the Minnesotas of the world, have played lighter, lighter schedules thus far. And then once, once we get into conference play, I think things will certainly tighten up 
and as always, be a lot of fun to watch. Thank you guys for listening on Wisconsin. Yeah.